Coach Teresa Ford here, and this is the Guiding You Home podcast. This is a thought-provoking and often humorous approach to moving you closer to the only one who can genuinely help you live a life of abundance and prosperity. Sound good? Yeah, it's you that needs to go within so you can sit in the driver's seat of your life co-creating with God. So make room for more light and knowledge. As you continue to listen, you will discover elements of how to lead with your inner light, how to act on your specific promptings, and how to follow your spiritual intuition so you can fulfill the measure of your creation. Thanks for being here and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to Guiding You Home. This is episode 30, and we are going to talk about a really, really deep subject called rejection. Can you feel the energy just kind of goes, (laughs) it's like, I hate rejection. And this, for me, is something that's come from my past. It's been a... It's been a big one. And sometimes I feel the grief of rejection in my lungs because your lungs is where you hold grief. And for, oh gosh, the past four years since I left my own fitness studio, I, I left it, got out of it. I it, it was supposed to collapse so I could find freedom, you know, but at the time I was perceiving there was some rejection there that you know, people weren't agreeing with my methodology or it was a a, a possibly a rejection of myself for not being able to wear 10 hats and succeed, you know, and for experiencing burnout, like I'm the positive, happy one, you know, I'm fire, I'm energy. Why am I burned out? (laughs) But you know, you can't, you can't do everything in your life, everything, everything, everything without the support. And so through this old story I had of being unsupported was directly linked to rejection in rejecting my own limitations, <laughs> rejecting um, my the, the impact that I wanted to have, to, you know, in serving the higher good of all. You know, when you offer your gifts, you're really hoping that they are received well. And I... I think I mine were like it doesn't bother me if somebody disagrees really with my methodology. It bothers me if I'm not able to tap into and find agreement with the people that want to disagree, <laughs> because I feel like there's this level of that we can come together in an understanding of we're all trying to do our best. We're all trying to give it our best, but when my best wasn't good enough, I think I rejected that I had those limitations. So my perception was always going to be skewed looking at other people because I wasn't resolving the issue within within myself. So this morning, as I was doing some writing, which is my meditation, like stuff comes out in my writing that I'm like, wow, that was insightful. I needed to hear that from my higher power. I needed that to come through me because if I don't understand this, on a level that will change me, will uh, take out all the garbage. You know, today's, it's Friday, it's garbage day. (laughs) Today I took out some garbage and it felt good. So 
as I was talking uh, to myself and my <laughs> my higher power, like yourself is you're really smart. Your, your inner intelligence is that spirit inside of you that makes your arms and legs move. Right. And it can affect your brain if you let it, but your brain can also affect your spirit. And so if you're feeling down and negative, your brain had an impact on that. But if you're feeling up and good and energized, your spirit is what's having an impact on your brain. That's how it works. You know, your body's just the middleman. It's just, you know, hormones up, hormones down based on the information it's receiving, right? It's like good information. We're feeling good, bad information. We're feeling bad. Like that's how that works, right? There's three of us and we're all trying to figure out how to play nice on the playground together. So when I have feelings of, or thoughts, the thoughts first, it's always thoughts, it's a meaning, and then it has an emotion associated with it. So if the thought is I... I have rejection. Like I've been rejected. My parents were emotionally immature. They rejected me as a person. They didn't see my love and light. My loving them was never enough. Like the rejection there, the thought comes from fear. It's only coming from two places. It's coming from love or from fear. And if it comes from fear, it's not going to have a good result in your body. Your your hormones are going to go, that's scary. We're not safe. Nervous system is now on fire, fight or flight freezer fawn and then your your emotional state is down like your energetic state has a low vibration to it and now we're not feeling motivated inspired we're going to the freezer to see what kind of ice cream we have like there's stuff right so it's really important that if we feel the low energy of feeling unsupported thereby making that connection to rejection that it's bringing us down and it's not our best offering so i was reading in malachi this morning in in my scriptures scripture reading just changes you if you just give it a chance if you just do it consistently even a verse a verse a day and then write about it the first thoughts that come up you'll be astounded at the wisdom that comes from you. But I was reading in Malachi and the question that I asked was, what are, what is your pure offering? Because Malachi talks about, you know, how they were, uh, the Israelites were told to give their purest offering and, but they were like picking out the sickly goat and they're like, well, I can afford to give this one up. So here you go, God. And, and I was like, what, what do I do? What is it that I'm doing that is, less than a pure offering to God. And this concept of rejection came up because God doesn't see me as rejected. He hasn't rejected me. He's given me opportunities to grow. He's given me opportunities to see a new path, to change paths. Uh, Maybe I was on a bad path. Maybe I was in a stuck pattern. Maybe I needed to exit the roundabout. And he's like, here you go. I'm going to show you how to do that. And I'm going to be like, I don't want that. It's change. It's, It's scary change. It's it's going to change all the beliefs I've ever had. <laughs> it's going to challenge my beliefs. And every time it's been good. Every time it's for me. It's exactly what I needed. And I didn't know I needed it. And it's okay. Because <laughs> then I can just, you know, start again. Start again. There are no do-overs, but there are lots of st- restarts. <laughs> start again. And it's okay. You, you never can restart too many times because it just puts you on a better path every single time. If we resist change, we get to keep the problems we've always had and 
rejection stays. It stays the same. It's always like, oh, I don't belong. Ooh, I wasn't invited. Ooh, I, you know, no one loves me. Ooh, I have to try harder, but it's just not rewarding. Ooh, I'm burned out. So I'm just going to give up. Like rejection happens on so many levels, so many times a day. You know, somebody doesn't let us on the freeway. We're like rejected, (laughs) you know, and then we're like, that guy's a jerk. That guy's not letting me, that guy. And then we start blaming instead of taking personal responsibility for our emotions. So if we dive into what that looks like, taking personal responsibility, we're going to look at what is the offering that I am offering the world? What is it, a pure offering or is it the, you know, spotted goat that's dying? (laughs) Is it the sickly offering? And I think it's so important to choose, like we have choices, to choose not to feel rejected. That's a big one. Can you choose that? It's like, oh, no, you can't choose it because other people are the ones that are rejecting you. It's like, "Mm, not really. Maybe that's just a reflection of their own self-rejection. Maybe that's just a reflection of their false beliefs. Maybe that's just a reflection of the struggle they're having today. Or they're just having a bad life. (laughs) Like it could be the whole thing. (laughs) But nobody can reject you. But you. You can take yourself out of the game. You can unbelong yourself. You can tell yourself that you're not good enough. That you're... You've done too much wrong to... To write the ship. I mean, we're like two days after Twitch committed suicide. And this is like being talked about globally, that there needs to be an awareness. And I have other people in my family that have taken that path. Do you think there was some self-rejection there involved in the depression? Like depression? Okay, let's just back up. Suicide suicide has how many emotions attached to suicide? The suicide ideology. How many emotions are in there? We'll never know. (laughs) Like for those of you that are listening to this, my hands are up in the air in a, I don't know way, like shrugging the shoulders. How many emotions are involved? We don't know, but I guarantee rejection is in there somewhere that our offering's not good enough, that we can't overcome the struggles around us, that we have like the hopelessness and despair has rejection associated with it. Those are all low vibrational energies. They're not wrong because we were given emotions and we can name every emotion that we've ever had. We can name it. We can touch on it. We can kind of explain it. So they're not wrong. They're just information. Rejection, the emotion of rejection, the way it feels yucky in your gut. I call that yucky gut soup. It's rejection. (laughs) And it's not good for us. It's a bad diet. If it feels yucky in our gut, it's not good for us. We ate the wrong energy. The energy of rejection is self-imposed. Now, when you're a child and you receive rejection, you're like, your parents are not emotionally connected. They are not accepting you for who you are. They're telling you you don't feel the way you feel. They're uh, trying to get you to comply and be obedient and 
follow the family values to the letter of the law. So they look like good parents and you feel like, you know, they want you to feel good about you. And they think that these standards are going to help you feel good about you without helping you process your emotions and how you feel about them. We get stuck in that emotionally immature place and rejection becomes personal. It's like you removed your love from me when I didn't do what you thought I needed to do. So it feels like rejection because you didn't love me in spite of my misunderstandings, my inability to comprehend at a very young age an adult concept. So when this is happening, it's really important to identify and acknowledge that it's the immature you that feels rejected. Because when you came into the world, you were not rejected. Someone kept you. They cared for you. They loved you best they could. You were not rejected. You took your first breath. So that means you were supported. Like breath is life itself. So there's support that goes along with taking a breath. That's why this grief in my lungs that I was talking about earlier is, it's part of my childhood conditioning, but it's not true. It's not real. It's not, it's perceived. It was taught. It was, it was conditioned upon me that I should feel rejected for not being whatever X, Y, or Z, you know, living up to my parents' emotional immaturity and their emotional immature standards that I should know how to raise myself because they weren't going to do it for me. They weren't going to help me with it. (laughs) It's, you know, immature expectations. So the rejection that lives in us, that's part of grief, loss, despair, hopelessness, even suicidal ideation is not serving us. It's not how we rise to the potential that's in us to be happy, to enjoy life, to be present, to focus on what we have the power to change. It's an old story and it's only hurting you. So if we're, if we're going to be real, it's not about other people. They didn't reject us. They had already rejected themselves. They were struggling to even own their own lovability and they were just projecting their false beliefs on us thinking they were teaching us truth (laughs) but if truth feels good and lies feel bad then rejection falls in that lie category it's it comes from fear not love right so the thought you have about I don't belong I have no voice I can't say what I want to say I can't be myself around the people I hang out with That's a lie because it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel stuck. If it's keeping your relationships in a really tough place, it's a lie. And maybe you chose people to be with back when you believed rejection was true. And so now you're in relationships, friendships, co-working relationships that are not serving you anymore because you're like, you know, I'd really love to stop feeling rejected. 
I would really love to do something different than feel crappy all the time or even in certain instances. And when it's certain instances, it's it triggers your nervous system to feel the way it felt the first time you felt rejected. And so you're like, what, four? <laughs> you suddenly start operating as if everyone's dangerous and you're going to remove yourself and run away. That rejection where you take yourself out of the game, it's, it's not serving your higher good because you're here to fulfill the measure of your creation. There's only one of you. There is not a duplicate anywhere else on earth. You have gifts to share and your life is waiting for you to stop feeling rejected and you need to decide that I am not rejected. Nobody can reject me. Like I am unrejectable and that's a fact. But the most detrimental rejection is you of yourself. When you reject you and you decide that you don't belong, you don't fit in, you can't participate, that you have no say in your life or a voice to express, an opinion to have. (laughs) When you feel that kind of rejection because you can't overcome the world and you're rejecting yourself and your own limitations, You're doing exactly opposite of your intention when you wake up in the morning. See, nobody's ever gotten out of bed and said, you know what? Today, I think I'll suck. (laughs) Everybody's like, I think I want to try. I think I'm going to try to do better today. I'm going to try and enjoy my life. I'm going to try and love myself. I'm going to try and have a breakthrough. I'm going to try and make an impact. I'm going to try and love others more and you know, do the things that fill me up. I'm going to try. Most of us, 99% of us wake up. I think I want to do something different. Now the world's a big place. We can speak about this in real general terms, but if you just take it into application for yourself and you're not really worried about the one that has a bigger problem than you do, And just apply this to you because the very first place our brain goes is to everyone else. If that person would just stop rejecting me or rejecting everyone or making everyone feel bad, but it's not everyone else that we're waiting for. You are waiting for you. You are waiting for you to discover why you are rejecting you. Why you're taking yourself out of the game. Why you've disallowed yourself to have all that you can have. Why you assume that the good stuff is for everybody else. Why you assume that love and connection is something that has to be worked at. There's rejection in all of that. You're holding yourself back. You're withholding stuff from yourself. And it's not serving you. And when you don't serve you, you can't serve the higher good. You can't, if you take yourself out of the game, you miss the point altogether of serving the higher good, which is part of enjoying your life first 
accepting your limitations first, supporting yourself first, giving yourself a chance to be heard and seen first. Remove rejection from you first. It's the oxygen mask principle. If you put it on you first, you can do a lot of good for other people. But if you're not wearing yours, you're just going to run out of air and you will suffocate. And that's why rejection, grief, the rejection that resides in grief lives in the lungs and you just want to stop breathing. Hmm. So take a deep breath in. I felt like I just now needed a really big cleansing breath. Take a breath in and breathe. Really, really important part of letting go of rejection. Let yourself belong. Start seeing yourself through God's eyes. Has he rejected you? No, he has not. He has not. Or he would have removed breath from you. And even then, like, like that's not even true either. But I'm going to correct myself here. When, when my dad passed, I was told, I didn't come to this conclusion on my own, but I was told by him that it was his time. It was God's timing. So God's timing is very different. That when breath leaves you on God's timing, he took you home. He d- it wasn't a rejection. I also think that when someone chooses to take themselves out of the game, they are longing for home in the worst way. Because they can't make sense of how to turn that negative energy around and make it positive again in this life. And this life is incredibly heavy. It's hard. And we're not built to do hard things. Uh, that is the unpopular opinion I'm going to leave right here. I've left it on a few other episodes. But we're not here to do hard things. We're here to overcome the hard things. And we have the capacity to do that. But we have to be willing to overcome the hard things. And one of the hard things, one of those stories that we will almost live and die by is rejection. That we have been rejected. And that that's our truth and we're sticking to it. And if that's your story, it doesn't change. Nothing shifts. And we have to be willing to shift. We have to be willing to accept ourselves as we are. Accept ourselves and be patient with the process of making a comeback. Of making an energetic shift that makes us feel a little bit better. Like we're not going to go from rejection to elation. Too big a jump. But we are going to go from rejection to... (sighs) Maybe I've been wrong. Maybe I'm okay just the way I am. Maybe I was just hanging out with the wrong people. Maybe those people were suffering and I just assumed it was about me. Maybe I took things too personally. And maybe I can let go of that and go do some art. (laughs) 
go do something that really helps me fill in the space. Fill it with a better energy. Because that's where you start. I've been been working on me diligently for, I would say, 40 years. Maybe only 35. (laughs) But today... December 16th was the day that it became crystal clear to me that I no longer have to hold rejection in my lungs. I no longer have to believe that I've ever been rejected. I no longer need to hold space in my being for anything having to do with being rejected. And that rejection is a choice. And I can belong to the people that are for me. And I can be with myself, supporting myself, kind to myself. I can let go of expectations and just take it as it comes. Get out of bed in the morning, put my feet on the floor and say, today, it's going to be a good day. And I will be as kind to myself as I can. And I will. And it lessens the impact of rejection until you can completely say, we're done. We're having a breakup. I'm breaking up with you, rejection. You're not a thing in my life. You can't impact my body, my mind, or my spirit anymore. I choose to see myself the way God sees me. Whole, happy, loved, fully accepted, and be at peace with those ideas because those ideas are for me and they're for you because that's how we get out of the hole that's how we climb up rise up and fulfill the measure of our creation is by belonging in a world that has a lot of perceived rejection in it but if you participate in it that's on you you let go of who you are and stop believing in your true wholeness that's that's yours to uncover that's yours to grow from so onward and upward right we're gonna grow we're gonna learn we're gonna believe and accept that we are a work in progress There's nothing about us that can be rejected. The only thing that's in us is to love. And when you thought you have about I'm good enough as is, tomorrow's going to be better because every day I grow, every day is a new chance to understand something new about myself, how I operate, what I'm here to do, why I love what I love, why I think what I think. Every day is a new opportunity for self-discovery which means you're only getting better. You're only getting better every day. You're not the same person that you were yesterday. So let's not pretend we are. Let's not operate as if we are. Let's just take ourselves as we are. Be grateful for all that has transpired because it's helping us become who we were meant to be. And practice self-love, self-acceptance, Because that's the only thing that's for you. And it will help you 
first, support yourself, and second, serve the higher whole of all. It's how humanity changes together collectively. So, okay, those are my thoughts for today. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. I invite you to leave your feedback and share your aha moments as you listen to this podcast. Also, you can access more information or any of the programs, courses, or worksheets that I've mentioned on these episodes on my website at TeresaFord.life. Or what I would really love is for you to connect with me on Instagram at TeresaFord.coaching and on Facebook at Coaching with Teresa Ford so I can give you more interesting insights and further coaching to help you fulfill the measure of your creation. Thank you.